Welcome to the Oval Office Tapes. Tonight's episode is sponsored by Calm.com. Hey guys, this is America. I know, I know, our country has become a dumpster fire. So I'm taking a moment to encourage you to take care of yourselves. Take an extra long bubble bath, call your mom, tell you love her, and please vote. We all deserve a little calm, which is why I'm excited to partner with Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. Calm gives me the tools to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. It was even named Apple's 2017 App of the Year. For a limited time, Oval Office Tapes listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot tapes. That's calm.com tapes. Hello, sweetheart. You know I love the way that you talk. Hello, sweetheart. And I got too much love in my heart. What you are about to hear are audio tapes recorded at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue during the presidency of Donald J. Trump and acquired exclusively for use in this program. In tonight's episode, we bring you selections from the week of the 29th of October, 2018. A week out from the midterm elections, a gunman slaughters 11 Jewish Americans during Shabbat services in Pittsburgh. The FBI arrests an avid Trump supporter in connection with 14 mail bombs sent to prominent critics of the president. A group of Central American migrants makes its way through Mexico en route to the U.S. border to seek asylum in America. And President Trump claims he will sign an executive order to end the Constitution's guarantee to birthright citizenship, a power he does not have. But that is the news. This is the story. In 1973, the federal government sued a 20-something Donald Trump and his father for refusing to rent apartments to black applicants. The young aspiring developer sought legal advice from one of New York's most notorious attorneys, Roy Cohn. Cohn, who had once been chief counsel to red-baiting Senator Joseph McCarthy, was the quintessential New York City power broker. Under his tutelage, Trump developed many of the ruthless strategies that would eventually lead him to win the presidency. Roy Cohn died in 1986, but that doesn't keep him from paying a visit to President Trump during a sleepless night in the White House. No collusion that I can tell you. Dad, can I have a hug? Just one, please? No. You can't have a hug. Who's that? But if you want, I'm happy to spank you. Roy? Roy Cohn, is that really you? My dearest friend, my greatest teacher, back to see me from the dead? Relax, Donald. Calm down. I'm sorry, Roy. I'm just all worked up. I try to project confidence, but the truth is I'm a mess. We're going to lose the house by a mile, and it's going to get worse from there. Investigations, impeachment hearings, my tax returns. You always were such an anxious little boy. I'll bet you're overeating again, too. I've gotten so fat that I haven't been able to see my own penis in months. You want me to take a look? What? Oh, ha <laughs> It's so good to see you, Roy. I miss the good old days. You were my lawyer and the father I never had. 
I was the young buck, learning at your knee. We had our whole lives ahead of us. Back when you weren't afraid to man up. But I do man up, Roy. Every day I'm out there fighting the haters, the losers, the Mexicans. Rubbish. You've ceded too much ground to your enemies. What did we do back in the 70s when the Justice Department sued you? We countersued. That's right. They tried to fuck us, but we fucked them. Never settle, never surrender, always claim victory. But now, you're on your heels. What do you expect? Between the pipe bombs and the shootings and the endless corruption, people are starting to wonder if I'm not actually ruining the country. When I met you, you were a 27-year-old boy. I turned you into a man. I taught you that a man isn't afraid to tell the world, to tell his own country, to go fuck itself. Yes, you did. But I also taught you something more important. How to ignore your conscience. My what? <laughs> exactly. Your problem is a simple one. You're not being cutthroat enough. That caravan of immigrants desperately seeking asylum from political persecution, the one that's heading for the Mexican border? Don't just say that they're coming to attack us. Call them Muslims, Middle Eastern terrorists. But I've done that already. You have? Well, that's a good start. Then declare war on those ragheads, send in the troops, napalm those terrorist motherfuckers before they rape our children. I've done that too. I sent 5,000 fully armed soldiers to the border. I tweeted, you are invading our country, our military is waiting for you. Huh. Well then, maybe take it a step further. Push for a new law. A new law? I'm talking about changing the Constitution. I'm going to personally overturn the 14th Amendment. I don't give a shit where you were born. You're not an American unless Trump says so. Really? Anyone taking you seriously? Everyone. You see, Roy, the student has now become the teacher. My God, you have done good. You've absorbed my most important rules. Never admit a fault. Never concede that there may be some good in your enemy. Never accept blame. People will believe a big lie sooner than a little one. Repeat it frequently enough and they will eat it up. But Roy, weren't those Hitler's rules? Well, if it weren't for the coke and the amphetamines, who knows how far that guy would have gotten. You make a good point. So what do I do when we lose on Tuesday? You know the answer. Claim victory? Go on. Say the ragheads and the Mexicans raped the ballot box? I'm bursting with pride. Remind my followers that they won't be pushed around any longer. Tell them that the Second Amendment exists so they can protect themselves from this very attack on their freedom. Encourage them to take to the streets and shoot anything that looks like a liberal. Oh, Donald, you are my greatest creation. And if you need to take it one step further... Sorry, Ivanka. I blame shit on the Jews. And you get Huckabee Sanders to deny it and start crying. Easy peasy. It's almost like we're better off losing. Thank you, my old friend. Well, it's back to the fiery bowels of hell for me, Donald. You go to sleep. You got a big day tomorrow. You want a tug before I go? A what? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't do that stuff anymore, Roy. That was just for you. You did seem to enjoy it so. It was different between us. How about a kiss, then? Can't. Germs. I'm living till 200. Farewell, then. Before you go, how's my dad? Can he come see me, too, maybe just for a few minutes? Fred's, uh, really busy, Donald. I'll ask him, but I think it's going to be difficult to fit into his schedule. Good night. Hi. In the second episode of The Oval Office Tapes... Listeners will recall that President Trump introduced his plans to create a three-night televised competition to select a new vice president. His idea was that the show would inspire his base to turn out the vote for the midterms. Listen in on the shocking finale of this competition as Trump deliberates between his three remaining contestants. 
Welcome back to the live, gut-wrenching finale of A Heartbeat Away, my three-night primetime reality competition spectacular on Fox. Celebrities from all over the world are competing for a chance to be my new number two, my fall guy or woman, my janitor mopping up my every mess, who will succeed, who will fail, who will become my next vice president. Wow. These past three nights have been a roller coaster of emotions. Everyone in America has been unable to tear their eyes away, like a beautiful multiple car wreck on the side of the highway. Out of tens of applicants, only four were able to steal my heart in the fantasy presidential suite dates. And before the break, we had to eliminate Kid Rock because he molested the animals during the petting zoo competition. It was hard to watch. So, we're left with three very qualified contestants. First, rapper Ye, my very favorite, most sane African-American. You know him as Kanye West. Mr. President, I'm going to have to Blexit from this competition. Don't you black exit on me, Ye. We have such a good thing going. I thought you were like a father to me. But then I saw your sons and I was like, what the hell am I doing? I realized I was going through a manic episode on the way to a complete mental breakdown. Who could have known? You could and should have known. Instead, you and Fox News completely exploited me. Yay, please. I don't speak jive talk. I told you I was diagnosed bipolar, and you told me you were a dragon from an alternate dimension, and you were giving me a magic hat. I am. No. You're using me to spread messages I don't support. So, bro, I'm sorry. I'm going to put on my magic hat, and I'm going to fly out of this competition. Goodbye, everyone. Soar like an eagle, my friend. The window's right over there. Kanye, you're not flying. You're just walking around, flapping your arms. Shit. Really, dude? Moving on. Our next contestant, media mogul Kim Kardashian West. Thank you, Donald. And lastly, my most trusted advisor and my little princess, Ivanka Trump. Daddy. Two candidates left. Two smoke shows. But who will be the next Vice. Sir, I think you may be forgetting someone. Oh, shit, Pence. You're still here? You're very good at hiding in plain sight. I guess you can participate in the question and answer portion if you want. Thank you, sir. Then let us begin. Kim, if you win this, will you wear low-cut tight outfits? You know it. Since Hope Hicks left, I have no one attractive enough in my administration to steam my pants while I'm still inside of them. So will you do that for me? Um, no thanks. Kim. Come on. Remember when I let those black criminals out of jail for you? Little give, little take, little steam. They were wrongfully convicted, and the answer is still no. Okay. That will hurt your final score. But if you get eliminated, you can always join my next reality show to select my fourth wife. I'm calling it Trump the Bachelor, starring Donald Trump. I'm a maybe. Ivanka, you're my little girl, and maybe the only thing I have any affection for in this whole world, so I'm not going to take it easy on you. This is a serious competition. Of course, Daddy. Why should I select you to be my next VP? Two words, Daddy. Genetic pool. I'm the only candidate who shares your superior IQ genes, your big brain genes, your media-savvy genes, and the raw magnetic sex appeal of a true-born thoroughbred Trump. Tremendous. All right. I'm going to pretend to deliberate, and I'll be back with my decision. Sir? Oh, shit. All right, fine. Pence, why do you deserve to be VP? Well, 
I'm the only one here with any real experience, and I've already done the job quite well. Oh, please. All you've done is kiss my ass for two years and creep me out by fondling your mother right in front of me. Sir, that's my wife, Karen. I call her mother. It's a nickname. Really? Somehow that makes it worse. Sir, you do realize I bring in the evangelicals. Oh, Pensy. We all thought that was true, but it turns out they don't really give an upside-down fuck what I do. As long as I say there's a war on Christmas, they're totally cool with it. Those people believe in nothing. I guess the secret's out. Now, for the big moment of truth, I'm going to announce a winner. Okay? The winner is... Cut to commercial. Mr. President. Rudy, you can't be here. I eliminated you during the two-on-one with Sarah Palin. I know, but I am still your lawyer, remember? Listen, I wanted to talk to you about the legality of, well, you know... The 11th hour twist you have planned. I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? Uh, You told me. Shut the fuck up, Rudy. And we are back. And it is time to announce the winner. Big pause. Zoom in on everyone slowly. Daddy, come on. I guess without any further exciting dramatic stalling, I will slowly begin to say the name... Ivanka. Unless... Unless what? Unless there's a surprise knock on the door. Everyone turn around, open your mouths real wide, and put on your best shock faces. We'll use it in all the promos. Daddy, this is live, and you knocked on the table. We all saw it. No, I didn't. Who is that behind the door? Identify yourself. Mr. President, it's John Barron. Am I too late to join the party? Oh, wow, very cool. A Dark Horse candidate at the 11th hour... Classic Apprentice-style TV. What the hell, Daddy? John Barron, the man who did PR for the Trump Organization in the 80s, my most trusted confidant. Everyone knows that was the fake name you used to call the media and brag about yourself. You can't nominate yourself to be your own VP. Not me. Not me. John Barron. A different man. Very real. It's all legal by the books. Right, Rudy? Well, not really. Not legal at all. In fact, it's totally illegal. But who's going to stop me? Good point. They haven't stopped you yet, and you've committed, like, a lot of crimes. Oh, man, we are golden. Think about it. It's genius. And if I do get impeached, Baron will take over for me with the power of pardon. Checkmate! Ugh, fine. I guess it could work. And I mean, if you think about it, is you making a fabricated alter ego your new vice president even that far of a leap from where we already are in this entirely fucked up country? It's actually pretty tame compared to the rest of the shit I've been pulling. So America, and by that, I mean the 25% of Americans who actually voted for me, not the 75% who either didn't bother to vote or voted against me. Please don't forget to get out to the polls on Tuesday and vote Trump. Or rather, vote for some jackass who acts like Trump. So Trump can be president, and Trump, I mean John Barron, can be vice president, and what the fuck. Next thing you know, I'll make myself the entire Supreme Court. This has been A Heartbeat Away. Brought to you by Fox News. Hi, I'm Paulina, chef here at the White House. Back to teach you how to make one of the president's favorite meals. First, walk out of one of the finest kitchens in America. Then, get in your car and pull into a fast food drive through Pro tip, be sure not to accidentally make eye contact with yourself in the rearview mirror, lest you come face to face with the horror your life has become. And lastly, 
unwrap a $2 burger and place it on a plate. Bon appetit! And if you want to make a real meal, use HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service with step-by-step -step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated sources. Now, cooking is something I actually want to do when I get home. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com Oval60 and enter code OVAL60. That's HelloFresh.com Oval60 and enter code OVAL60. Debt. If you're an average American, you know what we're talking about. Maybe you have student loans. Maybe your daughter needs braces. Or maybe you inherited nearly a half a billion dollars from your wealthy father, and after utilizing every tax loophole available and committing tons and tons of fraud, you still figured out some way to amass over a billion dollars in debt. Sound familiar? Hint. Rhymes with schmonald schmump. Lucky for you, Mr. President, Upstart offers personal loans, but they're not like the ones your bank or credit union provides. That's because Upstart goes beyond the traditional FICO score when assessing your creditworthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and your job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Hurry to upstart.com oval to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes two minutes and won't affect your credit. Once your loan is approved, the funds will be transferred to you the very next business day. Over 100,000 people have used Upstart. That's upstart.com oval. The producers of the Oval Office tapes have grown used to hearing shocking and revelatory conversations on a weekly basis. But no one at this program was prepared for the tape you are about to hear. Why? Because it has arrived to us from the future. How did this happen? No one can say for sure. But perhaps it has something to do with the fact that it's Halloween week and all sorts of scary paranormal activities are bound to take place. Regardless, we now present a recording made the morning after the midterm elections as President Donald Trump celebrates his sweeping victory with Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Chief of Staff John Kelly, Senior Advisor Stephen Miller, and personal lawyer Rudy Giuliani. John, Sarah, sit down. Stand up. I don't care. I think I'll stand, Mr. President. What's this about, sir? I said sit or stand, Sarah, not wobble. Grab a fucking chair already. As you both know, the big, beautiful red wave that I predicted for the midterms came true. You thought I was an impossible pile of fuck before the election? Take a look at me with a mandate. Yes, sir. You were right again. Kept control of the House and the Senate. Super job, Mr. President. Or should we call you Nostradamus? <laughs> Are you finished? Not even your dad would think that was funny. Sorry, sir. I keep seeing it in my dreams. This gorgeous tsunami read from the blood of the Democrats and the media and all their phony scientific polls. The bad guys. You really showed them, sir. Those weaklings complained that the hurricane in Puerto Rico was devastating. That was a leaky faucet compared to the flood I drowned them with. You and the rest of the Republican Party. John, I am the Republican Party. Well, you have some excellent partners, sir. Who? Mitch McConnell? He couldn't lead a corpse into an open grave. Paul Ryan? Spineless bowl of douche. I'm a nationalist. Is Paul Ryan a fucking nationalist? Or any of these people? The Senator Graham. He's been very supportive. Lindsey wanted to be Attorney General so bad, he would have cleaned the toilets at Trump Tower with his tongue if I asked him to. The scent of his desperation gave me hives. 
Very good then, sir. But you are maybe forgetting about us, though, aren't you, Mr. President? Your staff? Sarah, how could I ever forget about you? Oh, that's very sweet. Uh... I mean, you're in my face all day, trying to control me. I can hardly breathe. Oh. And John, you're worse than anybody. Read this, read that. Don't use your personal iPhone. The Russians are spying. The Chinese are listening in. Do you not understand? Understand what? That I'm invincible, and you're not. You're fired. What? Sarah, you too. You're fired. Mr. President. Now that Hope Hicks is running PR at Fox News, what do I need a press secretary for? I have my own cable network. At least let me resign. Get the fuck out. Now. And send in the real stars. Rudy, Stevie Wonder Boy, get in here. Mr. President, what a day. What a year. What a time to be born. Rudy, there you are, you piece of shit. My new attorney general. Hello, America's greatest, most consequential president. Stephen Miller, you ruthless son of a bitch. I can't wait to start implementing your new policies, sir. Yes, now that I own the House and the Senate for two more years, it's time to really start thinking big league. I know what's on my mind. Robert Mueller and this witch hunt. Dead man walking, Mueller. Consider him gone. Remember when all those journalists said firing James Comey would unravel your presidency? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Such fucking idiots. So what are the grounds for 86 e Mueller? Sexual harassment, of course. We say that bogus plot to pay women off wasn't bogus at all. Hashtag me too, Robert Mueller. Bottom line, if it worked for the midterms, we keep doing it. Women, minorities, immigrants, boom, kaboom, and fuck them into the ground. Plus, let's rewrite the Constitution. Undoing the 14th Amendment is looking like a pretty picture right now, Mr. President. You ain't American unless Trump says so. To top that, sir, I'd recommend we have the military start shooting at anyone who tries crossing the border. Mexico or Canada. Yes, bloodshed works. People fucking love it. The video game presidency. Nazis in Charlottesville, Saudis dismembering journalists, Jews getting mowed down in Temple. Who knew that one would be such a winner? Right? I mean, there was a moment there, I gotta admit, I thought separating kids from their parents and putting them in cages might get us in trouble. I never doubted you, Stevie Wonder Boy. We should try it with black people. Rudy, that might be going too far. Fine. Blacks and poor people who didn't vote for you. Now you're talking. A crackdown on minor infractions, harsher sentencing rules, more moms and dads in jail, more families separated. And if the kids don't have anyone to take care of them, Cages in Upper Harlem. Terrific. Done. We'll get Congress to expand the prison system. Call it the Bringing Families Together Act. Amen. The possibilities are endless. Should we do shots to celebrate? Contain yourself, Rudy. It's only 9 a.m. Fine. So can I get a breakfast beer? Mr. President, I need to say how proud I am of the work you've done since the inauguration. Your speech that day, evoking American carnage, describing the state of the country thanks to Obama and the Democrats, well... It's safe to say you've completely turned things around. Truly a golden age. You know, I used to think it couldn't get any better than 9-11. Boy, was I wrong. Now, about that beer. Rudy, would you fucking cool it? Okay, fine. I'll save the liquor for tonight. Or at least the afternoon. Trust me, you'll have plenty of reasons to celebrate over the next six years. This is RJ Cutler, creator of the Oval Office Tapes podcast. Boo. The tape from the future was our Halloween special. Did it scare the shit out of you? We sure hope so. Did listening to Donald Trump gloat about having a mandate raise your blood pressure? We sure hope so. Did hearing his plans to amend the Constitution make you want to throw up? We sure hope so. Hey, no one enjoys laughing at the buffoons in the White House more than your friends at the Oval Office Tapes podcast. But please, listen up, people. Our country is no laughing matter. 
So if you are an American, do your sacred duty this Tuesday, November 6th. Vote. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next time with more tapes from the Oval Office. Blumhouse Television and Cutler Productions present the Oval Office tapes, performed by Giovanni Adams, Mary Birdsong, Chris Cox, Quinton Flynn, Brendan McKay, Scott McCord, Danielle Morrow, and Jeff Rector. Our show is written by Scott Conroy, R.J. Cutler, Mike Schneider, and Leslie Hollingsworth. Trevor Smith is our producer. The Oval Office Tapes is directed by R.J. Cutler. Rich Berner is our technical director. Our show is recorded and edited by Julian Nicholson and Eric Cifuentes and designed and mixed by Glenn Ferguson at the Invisible Studios, West Hollywood. Our casting directors are Meg Mormon and Sunday Bowling. Tess Ryan is our writer's assistant. Production support is provided by Chloe Sanders, Alexandria Nichols, and James Gelber. Al Wickers keeps us honest. Our theme music is Connection by King Tuff. This podcast is distributed by Cadence 13. Our executive producers are Jason Blum, Scott Conroy, and R.J. Cutler. The Oval Office Tapes is created by R.J. Cutler. Check out our website, ovalofficetapes.com. We're also on Twitter and other social media at Oval Office Tapes. Thanks for listening to The Oval Office Tapes. Hey, this is America again. Vote and visit com.com slash tapes for the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. That's com.com slash tapes. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash tapes.